Good morning, church. So good to see you. We're finally back to one service again, and that's always good. And uh, we, we're happy you're here with us this morning, and the people are still watching online. We're happy they're online with us. One of the beauties about uh, this um, dual service online and in person is people can watch from everywhere. So we have people that are camping, they're watching. God bless their church. And uh, where people that are away in, in different countries, they're watching. God bless that church. And people that are home watching, God bless that church. And we are, um, we can say we're in one location, but in multiple places. And God has been good to us. And um, about uh, two weeks ago, we start a new series here in this uh, church uh, on the book of Philippians. And we're going to talk on the book of Philippians until the end of June. And today we're going to go to chapter 2. And it's, I guess, two week, last week we started, not two weeks ago. Last week we started. And, and today we want to share about uh, chapter 2. And, um, and every time that I, I, I read about uh, Philippians, and uh, I get this problem that, that uh, how can I summary all this? to, to uh, a 20, 30-minute sermon. Uh, how can I do all this? It's too much. I can take many, many sermons from this, but I have to summarize to one. And uh, I want to give you a little bit of context, what is going on in, in Philippians. Uh, Paul started this church um, around uh, year 49, 52. It's one of his trips. He go over there. And start to preach the gospel. And before he left, he left a church in that place. And um, most of the people who attend this church or were part of the church um, were Roman citizens. And they find a lot of pride in being Roman citizens. Therefore, a lot of the members in, in this area, and, and um, they were retired soldiers. There was a, a Roman colony right there. So being Roman, it was very cool and very important because it would give you status, it would give you privileges. And um, so when, when they couldn't find this, uh, um, this status, they have to work really hard or have to serve in the army and do something amazing, and, and then they will give them that citizenship. And that was something that everyone at the moment will wanted to have it, because it, it was just good in the moment. The context of chap chapter 1 was uh, Paul is writing this letter and he's in jail. And, and basically what he's saying, you know, you, we can rejoice in bad circumstances. We can rejoice when nothing is working. Jesus is with us. We, we can rejoice. I choose to rejoice in a bad circumstance. That's what Paul is saying. And then he continued moving with um, uh, chapter 2. And in, in the verse, first two uh, verses in chapter 2, Paul is talking and he gives give us um, what I called uh, nice ingredients for uh, a church that want to find unity. This, uh, the unity of God's people is a beautiful gift that allows the Holy Spirit to move and work. 
that is encouraged by Christ, by his love, by relationship with the Holy Spirit, and motivated for a deep love to each other. In all these ingredients, we find unity in the body of Christ. This unity is not we all have to think the same. We like the same colors. We like the same worship. We like uh, uh, the same car. This unity is nothing to do with that. This unity is about Jesus. The center of our unity is about Jesus. How we see each other and how we see others uh, in, 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 this, in, in our church. And all this by empowered by the Holy Spirit. So having this in mind, in this unity idea, uh, Paul sent back this letter and, and, and tried to give a few tips and a few recommendations. So I'm going to use this trip. Now you're going back and going to give you a few recommendations for the church. And in Philippians 2, verse 3 and 4, say this. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take interest and interest in others too. That's pretty cool. The Bible, the, the message said a little bit this and put yourself aside and, and help others to go ahead. Put yourself aside and help others to go ahead. Don't be upset with getting your own advantage. Forget yourself long enough to lend, to lend a helping hand. Put yourself aside. The biggest blessings in my life, as I was making this sermon, it happens when I was in a position of serving others. Every time that I think back how God has blessed me and helped me through difficult time, it was a position of serve. It wasn't when I was um, uh, doing a sermon or it wasn't when I, um, you know, I, I, I decide to do something for myself. It was when I decide and I choose to serve other ones. Now there's two Two sides of the coin here. Because in one side, one time, many times, I, I, I started to serve others for the idea to get in a selfish way. I want to get the credit, and I want to be the one who shines. So there's a lot of shine here. See what? <laughs> so I want to shine very bright here. I, and I want, I'm going to, so I'm going to serve and say, hey, look at me. Look what I'm doing. Probably didn't say that aloud, but in my heart, it's like, watch me, watch me. Watch me. I, I, look what I want to do. But I learned in the hard way that that's the, the Jesus way. That's not how God demands of us how we should help and serve others. Therefore, I put myself in, in, a, in a different position and, and try to make it about others and I start to experience a, a, a big blessing, a big blessing in the storm, big blessing in the chaos. Because sometimes, many times, like the Bible says, humbling myself 
in order to help others, it, it, will, it will demand many sacrifices. And at the time, I wasn't able to pay, uh, willing to, to pay those. But when I understood that God, in this amazing way, poured his blessing in my life, in my family. When I don't make it about me, and rather giving it to him, I lose the target and the blessing. When everything is about me, I lose target and blessings. But when it's about him, I'm aiming to the target. And God in his mercy and faithfulness will pour his blessings. Now, what do, what do you understand in your heart when I say blessings? I come from Latin America. We talk a lot about blessings. And I always have to clarify this because many times when we think about blessings, it's feel like, oh, man, I, I just want to have my full pockets, uh, uh, my pockets full of money or my wallet with money or uh, a lot of money in my bank account. And, you know, nobody um, uh, or everyone being nice to me at work. You know, not driving a nice car, you know, and being nice, lose a couple of kilos or pounds, you know. That's a big blessing, you know. But blessing, you know, what Jesus says is not just that. That might come to you when God, you bless you, but that's not the target. That's not the reason why we do it. It's the blessing of understanding who God is and revealing to us when we serve others. So when I say we don't lose the blessing, I'm not saying all the benefit of serving. I'm saying God being with us. God doesn't want us to get distracted from our calling. God does never want us to get distracted from our calling. But serve is the engine is the engine of our calling when we we talk a lot of time I, i'm called to this i'm called to that i'm called to serve this and I, I and but today we live in a society that lost the art of serving it, it's completely lost everything is go around i've been been famous and being the center of attention. Our calling is not to be us the center of attention. It's about make him the center of attention. Today, when you talk to youth and, 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 and kids and everyone, um, you ask them, what do you want to do when you grow up? Uh, kids often will say, I want to be a YouTuber. Uh, I, I want to have a channel, and I, I want to do this, and, and, and I, I, I want... People to follow me. And, and I'm aiming to, to say this, the right thing, by my, I don't know, by my context, whatever I'm going to bring, video games, or I'm going to talk about toys, I'm going to talk. It's amazing what you can find in YouTube. But it's always about that person. There's no process to get to that point. It's, it's like, I want to finish high school, not even finish, and I want to be a millionaire. I'm going to have all the money. But there's no process. There's no idea to serve. I want to be famous because I want to make it about me. 
In this society that we live, that idea is just getting stronger and stronger in our kids, in, our, in the younger generations, even to ourselves. We can find a way to shine with the, with the most minimum uh, effort as possible. It's never been about us. It's about calling and serve. The art of serve one another is that engine. Whatever we do, we do it for love. In the same way that was shown to us. Jesus, Jesus many times, and this idea to serve others, he had a mission. And one of the best examples I can give you is when Jesus trying, is going to, um, in the talking to Lazarus, his friend is dying, and say, come on, hurry up. Hurry up so you can go there and heal him. And Jesus, in, in an intentional way, he decided to stay. And when he got there to that point, he is dead, dead his friend. And he performed a miracle of resurrection in Lazarus. That's a purpose. That was his calling. He's, that's supposed to happen. But in many times in the process, and his way of his calling to fill a purpose, people will show up like, like the, the, leprosy, the leper man. And the woman with the, with the blood problem will come and Jesus will stop in the way of his mission and will serve these people. This idea of serving others and showing love and showing compassion, it was greater than all everything else was going on. Of course, that had an impact in people. People was like, whoa, Jesus, can I take a selfie with you? You're so famous. Can I get your phone number, your email? I, 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 I want, can, you, can we be friends on Facebook, Jesus? But Jesus is like, no, this is what's supposed to happen. I'm willing to move aside so know that I can help others that I need. And this is so important because Paul is saying this to the church in Philippians. Don't be selfish. Remember, they were really looking at this idea of being Roman. They were really looking at this idea that I'm better than you because I am Roman. I'm, I have citizenship. I'm Roman. So Paul said, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others because you have that stamp that you are Roman. Does that make sense in the context? In order, put yourself aside and let other one shine. And in our church, we always talk about service. And we, we will say, you want to help, you want to serve. You know, there's places here in church you can serve. There's the Sunday school, there's the youth, there's the media, there's worship. There's many places that you can serve. But why we do what we do? It's so we can get the credit and say, I did it. That was me over there. No, it's so the other ones can shine. And when other ones can shine, we move ourselves to a side and other ones grow, we grow too. Because it's never been about ourselves. It's been about the unity in the body of Christ. Did that make any sense for you? 
The act of serving is an act of humility, of humbling ourselves. It's putting our views aside. It's putting our thought to aside, our, our preference aside, so we can serve others. We don't just serve the people that we like. That would be so easy. And we don't serve just because we have to serve. We serve because we have to see Jesus in other ones. Jesus in other ones. There's many things that stop us from serving. One of them is comment. When people comment. Or, or, or the famous what if. <laughs> Have you ever put in a situation of what if? And, and we, we haven't made any decision, but we make us, what if, if this happened? All these scenarios. And sometimes this what if is like they, they push us back to this position of servant. And we stop that blessing in our life because we're scared, afraid that it's not going to work. I'm, I am not qualified I, I don't know how. I don't have no experience. Uh, i never done this before. But sometimes when we see the need, God put that need in front of us so we can respond. Because again, it's never been about us. It's allowing God to work through your life. It's allowing God to work through our, through our imperfection, through our own problems. About four weeks ago, I was, uh, we did a little bit of renovation in our house. We, uh, we installed uh, windows in our basement. Therefore, our yard was a mess. And uh, so we have a big pile of dirt. And I'm like, what I'm going to do with this dirt is, it's not a really good dirt to make grass grow again. And, um, you know, I said, you know what? I will leave it. I will spread it around. And I'm going to prove everyone I can make grass grow here. Yes, I say that. I, I, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. And, and, and I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I make all the dirt pretty, you know. And I'm, every time I go in there, it's not looking good well. But it's, it's, I'm going to make it work. So I spread it all there. I come with the uh, uh, grass, and I put the grass, and I read all the instruction. I Google a lot of stuff, how to make grass grow in hard soil, you know, like, you know, like how, to, you know, uh, uh, how I can laugh in the face of my enemies. No, you know, like, you know, like, you know, I'm trying to figure out this way how I can make this grass. So I read everything. Okay, I have all the knowledge. I put the grass. And, and a lot of people say you only have one chance with grass. One chance. It cannot be enough water. And that can be that little. One chance. chance. If you make it right, grass is going to grow. Okay, Jesus. You and I, you, we got this. So I throw the grass and I go and I put water. Is that stop Jesus? Okay, I stop right there in the water. And it's the first day I'm excited. I'm looking my, my work over there. I'm like, man, it looks good. And then, I, okay, I have a problem. I have to keep the kids away and the dog. How am I going to do that? I don't have anything. So I figured out a few things. and I put a core over there. 
I, saw, I went to Ashley's house and she had this idea. Well, Ashley did it and it looked so good. I did it, it looks like terrible, but it works. It kept my dog away, the kids away, and for 13th day, 14th day, I'm putting water every day. Some days you and put twice or, you know, always weather, nice, uh, keeping the birds away so don't eat the seed, and trying to make everything perfect. I'm serving that useless dirt <laughs> for 13, 14 days and hoping that something will come up. And I'm there in day 14. And they say at day 14, you should see something. So I go over there day 14. Guess what? Nothing. I start to speak Spanish. <laughs> and I'm talking in Spanish. I'm like, oh my goodness. And leave me alone when I speak in Spanish. And I, you know, don't talk to me. You know, it's like soccer all over again. I'm like just yelling to the TV. I'm like yelling to the dirt. And now it's going to start to rain again. Ah, so I got my chair. I love st storms. I love to watch them. I didn't grow up with it, so I find it, you know, very, very cool. And, and I hear the thunder going poosh, all over the places. And I'm like, oh, God, it's raining. And I go back. In the middle of the storm, I promise you, I saw grass coming up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yes, oh, yes, it's coming, it's coming. And you know, it's coming. I, I'm going to laugh in the face of my enemies. <laughs> you know, like it's coming. And the grass is coming in the middle of the storm. It wasn't in the morning when it was nothing. It was in the afternoon. All the grass started to break through. And God really started to spoke to me right there. And I said like a few things. In the middle of the storm, you let it grow. In the middle of the storm, you know, you, you, the, the seed break through and the, and, the, and the grass break through the dirt and, and I can see result. For 13, 13 days, 14 days, it's not that God wasn't working in that land. In my own physical eyes, I didn't see no result. But it's not that God wasn't working in there. God was working in there. And sometimes we, work, we like to serve only if we see result. And sometimes God put us in positions. It's like, don't worry, you're not going to see any result, but you trust me. Are, are you willing to put yourself aside and let me do my job? And in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, say, Paul is saying this, I planted the seed in your heart, and Apollos watered it. But it was God who, make it, who made it grow. And it's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. For me, it was. But what is important is that God makes the seed grow. That's what is important. The one who, plant, who plants and the one who waters work together with the same Purpose, and both will be reward for their own hard work. 
we humble ourselves and we allow God to work. Some of you have served in ministry for many years and something like, I, I, still God want me there? I, I don't see, it. maybe it's time to move aside. Remember, it's not, it's not about you, what you can do. It's allowing God move in our church. It's allowing God to move, allowing God to work through us. I'm not good enough. I, I'm not, I, I don't understand this. Are you willing to be used by God? If the answer is yes, God will work through your life. I just want to finish with this. In Philippians, Paul continued talking. Don't be selfish. Put yourself aside. Let others move on. And, and, and then we reach verse 5. And, and this is one of the greatest poems written by Paul. And Paul answers some questions here that they will be discussed many years later, but he's not making a statement here. He's just trying to make a point of, of serving, humbling ourselves so that we can let others grow. And in Philippians 2 verse 5, Paul says, You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. thought he was God, he did not think of equally with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up, up his divine privilege. He took the humble position of a slave, and he was born as a human being. When he appeared in a human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to a place of highest honors and gave him the name above all other names. The, the name of Jesus, every knee, knee should bow in, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declares that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. No, if I want to serve, I want privileges. I need a C in my office, bilingual Bibles, a computer, and all this stuff. Then you got me. <laughs> and Jesus is saying, <laughs> I create the universe, but I'm going to humble myself, and I'm going to go down to earth to serve you. That's a slap in the face when we have an arrogant attitude when we come to serve. That's a slap in the face from when we say, you know, I only will serve if the weather is right. I'm only going to serve if whatever is right. Jesus said, I, I don't care. I'm just going to go down and I'm going to do everything for you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve you. He humbled himself from a position of a king to come and serve us who were like that bad dirt that nobody wants to give a price. Jesus could have come in glory and majesty with 10,000 angels and show up, here come the king of kings, and now we're going to rule the nations. 
but he chose to come in a manger, hiding from everyone. For 30 years, you didn't hear about Jesus, but he was serving his parents, he was serving others, he was working and getting ready for ministry. We don't hear about that in the, in the Bible. There's a little glimpse, but not much. But he humbled himself. He was not looking fame. It wasn't Jesus himself, the fame of Jesus who make him famous. It was his kindness. It was his serve to others. It wasn't how he healed. It was that he was willing to go to that leper man. It was willing to stop on the road to heal another person. It was willing to give chances to those who were rejected by society. That would make Jesus famous. He's not trying to change the Roman Empire by saying, do this 10 step or subsex in life. He's saying, if you want to be great, humble yourself and serve one another. Today we can serve each other in many different ways. Are you tired? Let's pray together. Are you sick like we just did? Let's pray together. How can I pull myself aside so other ones can grow? We have kid ministries. And we want our kids and youth to know more about Jesus. Are we willing to put ourselves aside so we can push them? So they can grow. We can serve them. Ah, but they're too loud. Ah, but you know, they're always all over the places. I'm sorry, but when we put ourselves aside and we work with them, we allow them to know more about Jesus. Not because what we say, because we act in the way that Jesus will do with our kids. It's not just about words. Churches today are full with words. It's time to move back to actions. We love each other. Show it that we love each other. Let's use kind words when people who are re, were pushing us away. Let's be willing to go this, the next step to those ones that are hard to love. There's people struggling with mental illness and, and you know, I cannot talk like that. I, I'm not good enough. But you're willing to commit to pray. That is how we serve one another. That is the Jesus way. We're going to finish church in, in two minutes. I promise I will be two minutes. We're going to finish church. And what is going to happen the rest of the week? Yes, we have prayer meeting. Yes, we will see you next Sunday. But we have seven days, chances that we can go out and show Jesus. Not the wrong picture about Jesus. It's the way how we love one another. Well, how we serve one another. Jesus, he humbled himself to another to serve others. Are you willing to serve others? Are you willing to humble yourself and allow God to work through you, through your imperfection, through your problem, through, through, through all this chaos in your life? Allow God to work through you and the storm that you're living you know, you will succeed in life when you allow God to work in your life. That was two minutes. <laughs> Whew, I did it.
Let me pray. Heavenly Father, there's so many chances or many things that we can do in order to help others. God, we're not expecting that the heavens will open and a light come through our spot and shine and angel will sing and everyone will say serve. <laughs> God, there's so much need around us in our own personal life that we ask you to see it with your eyes so we can respond and help others. You can give us the strength even in our own mess and circumstances so we can move and help others. Thank you so much, Jesus, for what you're doing and how, what, how you're going to use our church in order to serve others. God, we might not see any fruit. And that's okay. As long as you, the one who is working and doing everything, God, we want to allow you to work in our church, allow you to work in our life. We honor you, Jesus. We bless you. Thank you so much for the people who have served us <laughs> unconditionally many times, sending uh, words of encouragement and, and praying and coming help us in our house and in our lives in many ways. God, we, we, we pray you can bless them, our friends. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you want to be a blessing to someone this week, take a chance, take the risk, and just go and be a blessing to someone. Serve them, love them. We live in a society that really need Jesus, and you and I can help with that. God bless you. Have a blessed week. It's a beautiful day today. Enjoy the day, and see you next Sunday at 10 in the morning. Take care, church. God bless you. Bye-bye.